Hello, everybody. Welcome to whichever Pinkin channel this happens to find you on Connor Southall, joined by Dave Frieza and German football expert Dan O'Hagan to speak about Milo Rashica, who, which of course, is Norwich City's latest edition, first summer signing of the summer. It's uh, caught us out a little bit by surprise, but uh, the winger has joined from Werder Bremen, four-year deal, undisclosed fee of, uh, well, certainly one that is, is close to Norwich City's transfer record with add-ons that could potentially push it beyond that. So in Norwich City terms, this is a very big deal. Um, Dan, let's let's start with you first and foremost. I guess that that makes sense. I, I think I just about got the pronunciation right there. Rashitsa we're going with, aren't we? That, that, that's what your expertise has told us. Yeah, Milot Rashitsa. Uh, really exciting player. Prefers to play on the left-hand side of a three, so not unlike Emi Buendia. And I think the price Norwich are paying, if we believe the fees we're, we're hearing, I think it's good business. Um, a player who'd maybe lost his way at Werder Bremen. Um, his first couple of seasons there, he was fantastic. But then in a very poor side, maybe had his head to, turned to by some transfer speculation. But on his day, uh, Rashidza is a really exciting, uh, crowd-pleasing, um, wonderful talent. So I think for me, it's a great piece of business. Well, this is this was, I guess, the obvious question, isn't it? When you see this signing, and and it gets sort of looked at as the Emmy Buendia replacement, is maybe the similarity between the players? It's interesting to say that, that you feel they're they're quite different players. Does this indicate for you maybe a change of style in terms of the way that Norwich City are going to approach the Premier League next year? No, I think uh, Rashid is quite similar to Buendia. Um, it's almost, a, I think, a like for like um, exchange. Uh, for me, Rashid on his day is as good a, pl a player as Emi Bundir is. He's 24 too. He's a great age. And don't forget a year ago, year and a half ago, uh, clubs like Napoli, AC Milan, Villa were all keen on him. Um, so to get their man, I think it's, it shows that Norwich can compete now for players who were in demand because I'm sure there are many other clubs other than Norwich who were keen to get uh, Rashid to this summer. Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, been linked with some big clubs. There's kind of an air of Yanulis about it, doesn't it? In, in that regard, I suppose, Dave. It, it caught us a little bit off guard. What were your kind of first impressions of, of Norwich City's first summer signing? It's certainly a big one in terms of the financials. It It's always a big one, getting that first one through the door, isn't it? And I think particularly at the moment, just some good news has been welcomed by Norwich fans. You know, it's been a little bit of a of an odd time. I'm sure the club are really pleased to get one over the line as well. And and now the wheel starts to turn, doesn't it? Things start to move towards positivity and a bit of optimism for the Premier League. And as with every season, by the eve of that first game, everyone's excited, aren't they? Everyone's dreaming about what might happen. You know, as Norwich fans know all too well, anything can happen on the opening day of the season, uh, good and bad. But this is the the signing which means that they can, the, the supporter base can start moving on from Emi Buendia and, you know, they'll always love him and they probably hope that he's not as much of a success for Villa as he was for Norwich. But this is the one that allows them to start turning attentions to the future and start constructing Daniel Farker's squad in, in their minds, as we all are, starting to piece together what it might look like, how this lad might fit in with, say, Campwell and Dowell as the attacking three behind, probably still Pookie, we, we would have thought at, at this moment in time. But yeah, he looks um, he looks like he's got a bit of an eye for goal. I was just looking at his uh, stats, Dan, and um, is it the 2018 German Cup hit? Um, Bremen came from behind and nearly beat Bayern Munich, but then Lewandowski scored a late goal. So he, he seems to be a man who sort of likes the uh, the big occasion. 
He does, yeah. He had a, a very poor 18 months, and um, I'd say to end his career in a very poor Bremen team. I think he scored one goal in 15 months between December 2019 and April of this year. But before then, he was fairly prolific. I think uh, eight and nine goals in the seasons before um, the pandemic. Um, so, yeah, a player with an eye for goal. He's a, a chance maker too. As I say, there's a lot of Buendia in Rashica. Um, and I think that uh, Webb has seen this um, as a like for like, you know, they've sold um, a Buendia for a good fee and a chunk of it has gone on his replacement. And I think there's enough left over in the Norwich um, bank as well to maybe bring one or two more players in. But I think to sell Buendia for the price they did and to replace him with Rashidza for this price, as I say, it just smacks of really good, clever business by Stuart Webber. It absolutely does. If you've got any questions uh, for Dan on Rashica, then, then do get them in and, and we'll ask him why he's he with us. Although, Dan, if you do have to drop off at any point, then uh, then just uh, wave us goodbye and, and, and we'll let you go. Um, you you kind of mentioned a, a poor 15 months. Ultimately, he's been playing for a Werder Bremen side that's that's just been relegated. What do you think is... I know you kind of mentioned the transfer speculation, but is this is he just kind of, I guess, as we saw with some players with Norwich a couple of years ago, good players in an underperforming team that have maybe struggled? What do you put down is kind of underwhelming last 15 months too there was no doubt his head got turned um i think the ac milan interest was the one which i think did that aston villa and leeds i think last summer as well um and he's a young guy he's 24 as i say and of course his head was turned but he was playing in a really really poor bremen team um they kept faith in their coach florin corfield for far too long and that kind of the club the team just stagnated and of course got relegated at the end of last season um, so there are reasons behind his his difficult run of form in the last 18 months. But as I say, when he first came in um, from Vitesse Arnhem in, um, I think, the 2018 winter transfer window, um, he was really exciting, had then two really good full seasons before that difficult run of form. But certainly if Norwich can unlock the um, Rashica of maybe 2018 to to the end of 2019, they've got a wonderful player there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Tony's um, put up his, his, I think that's his Wikipedia page there. Uh, you can see that season there, 1920 and 18-19, uh, very productive campaigns for him, less so last season. Dave, do you, do you feel that's why Norwich City have maybe been able to to pull this this signing off? Uh, ben has mentioned some of the clubs that, that were in for him and, and we know the way Norwich City do their transfer business. Sometimes it's about timing their runs. We saw that with Unulis as well. Uh, I think Atalanta and Man City were, and Liverpool were even mentioned for Unulis, weren't they, before he arrived at, at Norwich. Is, is this a case of Norwich really timing their run to perfection in order to get the man that, that they wish to, to replace Emi Buendia? <laughs> yeah, Weber in at the back post. <laughs> Just perfectly timed run, yeah. And loving the microphone, by the way, Dan. I wish I had one of them. We we should invest in in one of those. Um, nice little Norwich link in there as well, actually. He played alongside Ricky Van Walswinkel at Vitesse. Um, score, he set him up for one of the goals in the Dutch Cup final that they won in 2017, I think that was as well. So, yeah, I think... This has been the thing that we've talked about so much in the last couple of months, really. You know, we've all been talking about the Euros and how that's created a, a slow market. But Norwich are, are, are almost searching for their own little um, niche in the window. They're looking for bargains with big potential that they can afford. And because Bremen have been relegated and because maybe he's just gone off the boil and that big interest has faded away a bit, they've nipped in at the right time and got someone who Daniel Farker will probably know a lot about and his coaching staff will have seen plenty of him playing in the Bundesliga over the years. And that they will think that once again, how many times have we talked about this kind of a signing? Almost like a project. Um, but this is hopefully someone who is a Premier League project that you can get back on 
on track and backfiring in the Premier League. So if that pays off, as Dan said, he, he very much could be a higher level player than Buendia. We don't know if Buendia will kick on and be a success at Villa and reproduce that championship form. He's still an unproven Premier League player. This guy, as though as Tony flashed up the stats a minute ago, 21 goals, 17 assists in 87 Bundesliga appearances. That's nothing to be sniffed at at all. That's that's pretty impressive, particularly for a, a guy who's been playing for a, for a club who had just been relegated. So... As always, um, with transfers, it's difficult to judge them on paper. We've all seen Norwich sign players that you think are going to be great and turn out to not be that at all. Two years ago, Amadou, Roberts, everybody was excited about them, didn't work out at all. Ralph Fairman was on the bench and didn't even get to play very much football. Equally, nobody really knew much about Tamu Puki when he turned up either. So I like the sound of this guy and I'm very much looking forward to seeing what he's got to offer couple of questions then for, for you, Dan. Uh, one from Oliver Middleton on YouTube, who has said, do you think he can adapt to the physicality of English football? Spoke a lot about getting, as in Stuart Webber spoke a lot about Norwich, getting bigger, stronger and faster players. Does he fit that criteria for you? I think the German league is quite physical, so no doubt at all he can um, step up to the Premier League uh, in that regard. You know, he's had three and a half years playing in the German top flight, um, almost always as a first-choice player. Before that, he was in the Netherlands. So this guy, though he's only 24, he's not a rookie. He's been around now for, you know, five, six years at a very good level. So it's a player being sung almost off the peg. This isn't really a project to bring through and and, and give the odd first-team game here and there at Norwich. He'll be in the first team from the start. And I'm pretty sure physically, mentally, uh, Rashidza is more than ready to play in the Premier League with Norwich. Yeah, Sky were touting the figure of 9.7 million, I think is where they've pitched it at. And from what we understand, it is around that sort of club record deal at the moment. And if all the add-ons and stuff take it, uh, are eventually activated, then he uh, he will very much break that transfer record. So that's that's quite a statement of, of intent for, for Norwich, isn't it? I mean, obviously you, you see a fair bit of, of Norwich, Dan, and with Campwell and Dow, they're both quite technical, tricky players. Can can you see him um, offering something different to those two, if we compare it to those two? I think uh, Rashidza is quicker. Um, Werder Bremen played a lot on the counter-attack and he kind of fit that style really, really well. Uh, breaking, uh, you know, in transition, uh, great pace to open teams up on the breakaway. So he can add that. Um, but technically, yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll fit in alongside the Dowels and the Cantwells. Um, technically, Rashidza is, is a terrific footballer. And as I say, I think he's a real crowd pleaser. And yeah, you know, it hurt to see Norwich sell Buendia, a player in that mould. But I think in Rashidza, they've got a player who is very similar and can certainly be a player that can take their hearts um, in very much a, a similar way than Norwich fans. Few spectacular goals in the mix as well. Um, I'm sure Connor will be back with us in just a just a second. But um, the other side of thing, I suppose, with Buendia that maybe doesn't get talked about quite as much, but we all know is very much true, is that he was excellent defensively, wasn't he? His statistics in terms of his work rate and how tenacious he was really did um, stack up well. So um, if it is Max Aarons, for instance, still playing at right back for Norwich this season, how well do you think he could cope if he, if we presume for the moment that he would be nominally playing as the right winger and, and it is nominal in a Daniel Farker setup, isn't it? Because they, they all weave all over the place. But do you think he's got that sort of defensive now so that he'd be able to protect a fullback enough? I think he needs to learn that a bit. Um, I don't see him as a particularly hard-working player, Rashid, from what I've seen him in the Bundesliga. Um, and I think he'll play more on the left. Certainly at Bremen, he was the the left-hand side of a front three. 
um, for much of the games he played in the Bundesliga last season. But he, he can play, of course, on the right-hand side as well. But yeah, I don't think he's quite got the work ethic that um, Buendia had, certainly. So that may be, you know, a thing for Farker to work on with him. But um, technically, wonderful. Work rate probably need, needs to be improved somewhat um, to be um, the player Buendia was. There we go. And Connor's back with us. It's just like we planned it. Yeah, sorry, sorry, gents. Too much excitement for my internet to handle. Clearly, um, yeah, just lost me there for a second, but but all good. That's uh, that's the beauty of having you to fill in, Dave. So thank you very much for that. Well, I'll just say, Connor, while you're away, we were to, we just went over sort of the, the defensive side of things and, and whether uh, he'll be able to sort of give that protection to the fullback. Just so you don't ask the same question. Excellent. Well, I, well, I'll, I'll rephrase my question because it was going to be something along those lines. Actually, thanks, thanks for the heads up. Um, I was just going to ask Dan in terms of I don't know if I described them weaknesses or maybe weak areas of his of his game what for you maybe are the elements that he needs to improve on and, and where do you think Daniel Farker will be looking to improve in? I think it's just said to Dave the work rate maybe needs to improve somewhat um, you know he's not a lazy player by any stretch but certainly we saw obviously with um, Buendia that that work rate the tracking back I don't think Rashid has quite got that in his locker just yet and also finishing you know he went I think as I say 15 months with just one goal in the Bundesliga between December 2019 and April of this year. And that next goal was a penalty. And he did finish the season with three goals in the last five or six matches. So he did finish the season pretty well. But finishing, I think, his, his head went down. And that penalty he scored to get him off the mark for the season in April against Leipzig, I think it was. Um, the coach said, he, I wanted to take that to you know, get some confidence back. So he's clearly a player who, who, who does need you know, the coach's arm around him sometimes. Um, and we know Farker can do that. And I think uh, Rashidra is a player who does need the kind of co- coach's love somewhat. Um, and maybe he can unlock, you know, the potentially shown at Werder Bremen for the last you know, three or four years. Norwich have, have obviously used the German market uh, a lot, Dan. In terms of the players that they've already bought to Carroll Road, in, in terms of ability and quality, where do you think he ranks? Is he kind of a, a step up from maybe the best that, that we've seen so far? Oh, yeah. I think, you know, you look at the clubs who were linked, you know, Napoli, AC Milan, you know, there was a fee talked of last year of 30 million euros, you know. So this is how how highly rated this player was. When he came from Vitesse, there was a list of clubs who wanted him as well. So, you know, this is a guy who's been on radars of many, many big clubs now for three or four years. So I think the fee of, you mentioned there, just under 10 million pounds. I think that could be a real bargain. Okay, there's add-ons as well. But I think a player was spoken of, you know, pre-pandemic of a 30 million euro acquisition to get him for this fee, that could be a, a real, real, uh, f- you know, boost in a Philip for Norwich. It's not bad that, is it, Dave? Not bad at all. I mean, and there could be value there. I mean, I guess them, I don't know uh, because this is sort of breaking news, isn't it? But um, uh, there could be a sell-on involved in the deal as well. And if he is a success in the Premier League, then, you know, players can ste- step up, um, the ranks quite quickly. He was playing with marvellous Nakamba as well at Vitesse, who who is at Aston Villa, isn't he? And uh, I think he went to Club Bruges in between, and they paid about eleven million for him. So, with an attacking player like that, there's always going to be um, value to be had in it. And also, the uh, I meant to mention earlier, him playing for Kosovo, I think, is interesting um, because we've all, all, I suppose, been a bit fixated on the Euros, haven't we? And this again sort of shows a a, a bit of. Um, a clever street to the way that Stuart Webber goes about this. And and Daniel Farker used the word creativity, didn't he? And that they haven't been looking at the Euros like a lot of us have. They've looked at a country who didn't qualify and they're looking at players who are available and then get over the line. So um, 
by all accounts, it's now well, it's his, his birthday on Monday, so he's 25 on Monday. I noticed that when I was uh, reading up on him. Uh, and then he'll be moving over to England. It sounds like he'll be ready to to hit the ground running uh, at the start of pre-season, which is going to be what, less than two weeks away now. Yeah, it's, it's interesting you meant, uh, you, me- you mentioned his international form there. He, he seems to be one of the key pillars in this sort of Kosovo side, which is really, I think, thought of, well, highly thought of by some people as maybe a country that is progressing in, in terms of, uh, of football. So we've got the, the club side of it, as, as Dan says there, Dave, which is very positive, minus perhaps the last 15 months, but equally the international side as well. So it looks like Norwich are getting a player who sort of for, for all sorts of reasons seems to be sort of progressing upwards in their career. Yeah, Kosovo is an interesting story overall, isn't it? Obviously, we won't go into all of that because um, there's uh, it's a very deep and serious story in the background. But he actually has the international caps for Albania as well, doesn't he? Before Kosovo became a um, a recognised FIFA nation, so um, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one to monitor. Another country, another sort of uh, one to tick off the list, I suppose, from a Norwich point of view. I'm pretty sure um, that there's not been a Kosovo, and I suppose there definitely hasn't. But we'd, you'd have to then go into the sort of of uh, the borders of things, wouldn't you? But um, I don't remember anyone else from a, from a similar region. Although I think Drazen, now this is probably coming off the top of my head too much, Drazen Muzanich, I think was Norwich's first overseas player. And I think he was Yugoslavian, which was at the time. So um, might have to go and dig it, dig up. But I think that's the sort of similar region of the world, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess it would be. Yeah, that's excellent knowledge to, to, to be fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it would. Yeah, it would, it would be definitely. Um, Dan, in terms of of the reaction from the Werder Bremen side of things, clearly a big player, and like you say, a, a club that's been relegated. They'll need to rebuild. How big of a loss will he be from from that side of things for them? I think Bremen will have known they were going to lose uh, their top end players um, in this window relegation for the first time in forty years at the end of the last season. It's been coming. Um, they've had three or four seasons now when they've been struggling in, in relegation playoffs and have scraped through. Last season wasn't meant to be. They kept faith with the coach for far too long, uh, Florian Kohlfeldt, um, and now they're relegated. So, of course, relegation means you will lose um, your crown jewels. And without question, I think for Bremen, uh, Rashica is one of those crown jewels. And I think for them to get um, a fairly large feat, they've been hit by the pandemic, Bremen, financially massively as well. Um, so this is for them a useful chunk of money to get into the club. Um, so, yeah, they will have known he was going. Um, obviously, I think they may wish now they'd sold him to one of those other clubs a year ago for even more money. But um, I think to get that fee in will be good for Bremen and they can use that obviously to, to, to pay off a few debts and then try and rebuild for the second uh, tier next season. Yeah, we, we know how attractive the Premier League is for, for players abroad, particularly in, in Germany. We've seen a lot of, uh, of players from Germany come to the Premier League. How do you feel he will move, he will view this step from uh, from Werder Bremen to, to Norwich? Is it one that, as Dave mentioned there, is, is seen as kind of a, not a, a stepping stone, but, but if he does well, there is that opportunity to progress, I suppose, in, in the way that we've seen Emi Buendia, Ben Godfrey, Jamal Lewis do as well. And do you think it helps with Norwich's... Um, I guess, how Norwich sell themselves to these players, that they have examples of those players that have pushed on and progressed their careers. Yeah, of course, there's the um, carrot too of a German coach having worked in the the Bundesliga for for four years. So there's that as well. Um, I don't know how good his English is, but obviously he'll speak German. So Daniel Farker um, can use that with him. Um, And yeah, you mentioned there that players Norwich have been able to bring in and, and then sell on. Um, you know, for, for good money and help players' careers progress. And that, obviously, for a player of um, Rashid's age is going to be appealing as well. So I think for all parties, this is a transfer which I think ticks every box. Um, Norwich get a player who's young and hungry, has a point to prove. 
um, at a good transfer fee. Rashica gets a move to the Premier League to try and make his mark um, in another major league as well at a club who clearly have ambition. Um, there's, as I say, that German link as well with with um, the language barrier. So I think for all parties, this is a transfer which makes sense. Um, and it's one which, for me, certainly having seen Rashica for four years now in the Bundesliga, really excites me as well. Mm. That's that's interesting stuff, um, Dave. We can we can see Daniel Farker's quote scrolling at, at the bottom of the screen. We've, we've obviously now got Dan's insight in terms of the sort of player he is as well. Um, equally, I, I think it's fair to say that a lot of Norwich fans were, uh, as we mentioned right at the top, hoping for a little bit of good news. Best player gone, obviously a, a senior member of of the, the the executive committee gone as well. Plenty of other stuff has happened this summer. It, it will give people a major lift, and it does feel now like the page has turned and it's kind of full steam ahead to the Premier League, doesn't it? Yeah, and it shows what we've all been sort of trying to remind people who've been fretting about it is that Norwich do have some money to spend now. It's not a uh, total bargain basement. OK, in, in comparison to the vast majority of Premier League clubs with billionaire owners, Norwich aren't really able to compete with them. If, you know, if Aston Villa turn up with another five million when they're in negotiations for this chap, then they probably don't get him they are in a challenging position where they do have to be creative with these things. But this is a big deal. And I think some people were were worried that we're going to be looking at another sort of Buendia signing where it is the project and you're developing them. But what everybody really wanted was something that was a bit more, um, as Boris would say, oven ready. uh, And that is, you know, ready to get straight into the, uh, into the Premier League. And, Okay, you can never be certain of any player stepping up to the Premier League, let alone coming in from another uh, league. We've seen very, very high calibre players struggle to adjust to the uh, to the Premier League over the years. So there's there's no guarantee that he'll be able to. But this isn't an obscure signing in any way. This is someone that straight away Norwich fans started finding spectacular goals of from the Bundesliga on YouTube, and they started uh, hearing all the sort of rave reviews about what he has done at a high level before. So. This is one that will will allow people to just get that little bit excited, and and hopefully there's more stuff on the way. You know, as we've been re- reporting for for a while now, Angus Gunn, hopefully not too far away. Uh, the lad from from Peterborough, Tyler Clark, who is only an under twenty three edition, but there's that. Hopefully, the new sponsors, the new kit won't be too far away. We'll know what's what the preseason schedule will look like, no doubt, in in a few days. And all of a sudden, as I said a little bit earlier. The, the wheel turns and everyone's looking forward and everyone stops sort of chuntering about Wendier and about nothing's happened and it allows everybody to start building and getting that bit excited. So hopefully this kicks off a, a very different spell because I think it is understandable that some people have been getting a bit anxious and a bit nervous and a bit worried that an excellent season, winning the championship title, hadn't really been followed up by any positivity. But now it's almost like the uh, the cork has been popped and uh, we can start feeling a little bit happier about that sort of approach to the Premier League, knowing full well how difficult it's going to be those first four games. Yeah, and there's, there's a degree of irony in it, isn't there, Dave, as well? The fact that since Norwich City got promoted, we've had close to 50 names linked with, with a move to Carrow Road. And it's it's one that hasn't been mentioned at all in, in, in any sort of quarters, in any sort of form that is their first summer signing. There's something quite poetic about that, I think. 
Yeah, they're always the best ones, aren't they, that just drop, <laughs> particularly for the fans, um, without that bit of build-up, because sometimes when it's leaked in the other country and then the media in this country's reported it for a week beforehand or whatever, and everyone sort of knows what's going to happen by the time it's been uh, confirmed, like, like with Angus Gunn, you know, we're all expecting that to just be formalities at this stage. The uh, sort of enthusiasm and the excitement about the signing has kind of dissipated by the time it actually gets confirmed. But um, yeah, that's that's not the case for this one. Uh, Dan, I did, did just wanted to check as well. But with Bremen, them being relegated from the Bundesliga, that's a that's a big deal, isn't it? Haven't, they've never been relegated, have they? Once before, and that was forty years ago. So this was a, right. a huge relegation, but uh, it 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 has been coming. I mean, it wasn't a surprise in terms of um, on the field, but for a club of their stature, relegation was you know a few years ago unthinkable. Um, they were the longest serving member of the Bundesliga um, mm. when they went down. So obviously for them, a, a, a huge, a huge crisis last season. And as I say, financially too, the club's been really hit by the pandemic. So the money they get in for for um, Rashica will be really helpful for them to try and build and go forward in the second division. Connor, just before, because um, I'd imagine we've got to wrap up fairly soon, but you haven't really had an opportunity to sort of say what you think about him yet. So what, what's your sort of an initial thoughts on him from I mean obviously like you say this has kind of dropped quite quickly and we're all scrambling to play catch up thankfully we've got sort of an expert to hand in Dan who can catch us up but what's your initial impressions? Well, it's certainly been nice to, to lean on Mr O'Hagan's knowledge, that's for <laughs> yeah. sure. Uh, I say that because it's been a bit of a frantic hour and a half or so. So I, I must admit, beyond kind of a, a couple of YouTube goals and, and a few articles, I haven't really managed to, uh, to to fully research him properly. But again, I'll kind of echo everything that you said. I think in terms of the timing of it, the fee of it, it all ticks the boxes in terms, I think, of what Norris City fans wanted to see. I mean, he's a name that I was, I'd was i heard of without really sort of seeing play or anything like that. And obviously, similar to what Dan has said, seeing the links to, to Villa and, and other big clubs. And I think these players kind of linger in the back of your mind somewhere and then occasionally they pop up and you go, oh yeah, him. And I, I think it's probably one that because of those links, because of some of the fees that you see mentioned, as as Dan says, it's not one you ever really associate with Norwich. So I think when um, when that name popped up on, on all of our screens a little bit earlier, it was, um, it was kind of a a sit back and, and, and take notice moment. And that's something I, I kind of wanted to ask you, Dan, really, maybe just to, to finish off in terms of, of, of this signing. Does this show now that Norwich City are taking that next step up in terms of players that, A, they can attract, but also that they can afford? I think it shows that Norwich now are in a much better place financially than they were in previous promotions. They can now look to, you know, add players of proven um, experience at the top level. They're not quite the gambles they maybe once were. Um, and that's that. That's good. That's healthy. Um, whether they have to sell more to, to to bring in more, I don't know. But certainly, I think Norwich now are in a very good place financially. Um, and this transfer underlines that um, they're now almost able to compete in a different league to what they were when they came up last time. And that I think bodes really well. Does this um, just just finally then? Does this represent a extremely different approach to what we saw last time with with Ralph Fearman and and others as well? I suppose this is a, a very different sort of calibre of signing to to maybe those guys that we saw a couple of years ago, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I think this shows Norwich are in a place now where it's different um, to two years ago. Last time they came up, it was unexpected. Um, the finances weren't in place. Now this was obviously a promotion they'd built for. And we're able to prepare for certainly um, through all of last season, and now they're in a place where they can look to, you know, bring in players like Rashidza, um, like Angus Gunn, hopefully, and um, players of a proven pedigree. And as I say, these kind of gamble transfers may be a thing of the past now. They're much more um, proven players of of a top flight pedigree, 
And I think that will give Norwich a much better platform and a better chance of um, surviving and thriving in the Premier League. Lovely stuff. Thank you very much, Dan. Thank you very much, Dave, for joining me. Thank you all very much for watching. I can see plenty of you have asked about transfer rumours of, of other players. Of course, we'll be back on Friday in our window watch to answer all of those for you. So just hold on to those for the moment. Uh, obviously, uh, as Dave mentioned there, Angus Gunn, we're, we're expecting to be the next one um, pretty soon as well. So it could all go turbo very quickly. Thank you all very much for watching. Pinkham.com, the place to go. Uh, if you've just caught the end of this, then of course you can rewatch it on all our channels as well. Thank you very much for watching. Stay safe. See you soon.